Coming to you on some serious tape delay via a podcast near you. From that hockey hotbed of San Jose, California, it's Dudes on Hockey. He is now accepting callers. He is calling me Dude. And now your hosts, Mike and Doug. Hey there and welcome to the Dudes on Hockey podcast. I'm Mike, that's Doug. Dude... I'm sorry to not be in studio for a second week in a row. My apologies, dude. I just couldn't bring myself to see you face-to-face after the Florida incident. Yeah, yeah. Which is what I'm referring to this weekend as the Florida incident. Holy smokes. Wow. Ugly. Yeah, the Sharks have taken a turn for the worse here. Uh, Lost four games in a row to Washington, Carolina in the shootout, and now Tampa Bay and the Florida Panthers back-to-back in what can only be described as embarrassing fashion. 7-1 to to the Lightning, 5-1 to to the Panthers. You know, after losing to the best team in the NHL and the Capitals. Dude, what's what, what have we learned here? Um, I fear we've learned the truth about who the San Jose Sharks are this year, which is, I mean, unfortunately it appears not very good. (laughs) Uh, I'm trying not to overreact, but when I started doing some preparation for the podcast and yes, I I actually do do mild preparation. I don't want to shock the listeners, but uh, I, I thought, you know, gosh, there's been so many ups and downs and it just was, you know, a week ago that they were one of the hottest teams in hockey and um, we shouldn't let what we knew was going to be a treacherous road trip be defining of the season, right? Yeah, yeah. You you can talk yourself into that, right? You can talk yourself into it. You can try. But then you look at the underlying stats and there's incredible reason for concern outside of just the anecdotal things like the power play has been cold and uh, when the Sharks best players don't play well they don't win and the Sharks goaltending is far below league average okay yes I mean those three things are true but statistically goal differential is a pretty good measure of if a team is good or not. And the Sharks are the fourth worst team in the NHL in terms of goal differential, which means they are a minus 23. The Kings, who I think we consider to be one of the butthole teams of the league, (laughs) are minus 25. Yep. Only the Detroit Red Wings have given up more goals than the Sharks. The Ottawa Senators, who we considered to be the laughing stock of the NHL, are a minus 16. Yep. Yep. So, I mean, that's when you look at like Tampa Bay, who's struggling this year, didn't look like it against us, but they're 14, 10, and 3. They're not even in playoff position. They are struggling. They are a plus 15 for a team that is 500. So you can pretty well tell that that team is going to get better. That's right. right. Yeah. They've oh, yeah. probably lost 
some really close games and blown out some teams and then you could do a deeper dive, right? But the Sharks, that's troubling. Another thing that troubles me, dude, is there's a statistical model that I really like that's called the Sagarin ratings. You can find them on USA Today. The Sharks on Sagarin are the 26th out of 31 teams. Um, and this is incredibly telling that against the top 16 teams, which would include Florida, Carolina, Washington, and Tampa, the Sharks are 4-10. and 10. Yeah, that's none of those numbers make me feel real good about the Sharks' prospects here. <laughs> <laughs> no, and I mean, I, I think the fact that they couldn't even in in three of these four games, which I'll give them credit in the Carolina game, which one of the funniest things that I've ever seen in hockey happened in that game, which we'll talk about in a little bit. Yeah, yeah. But that they got slaughtered three times, like badly, badly beaten. Yes, yes. And had no answer in any facet, none. They gave up goals early in all the games blew opportunities on special teams it, that what they scored their first power play goal in in like three weeks tonight yeah it's to not make good it two, make it 2-1 but once they got it to 2-1 Florida just blew the doors off it's embarrassing dude like, Florida's, I, good. I, Florida's a good team Florida's a lot better than I thought they'd be. Okay, yeah. Florida is a good team, dude. But they're, I mean, statistically, they're a 500 hockey team. Like, they're not they're not that good. <laughs> yeah, I'm not, Sharks, I'm not saying they're the going to win the cup, be but they're not the bad. The Sharks should be better than the Florida Panthers, dude. The Sharks should be better than the Florida Panthers. Like, that, that team is not, I mean, at least at the beginning of the year, he would never have accepted that that Florida is better than the Sharks. I just would never have accepted it. But tonight, like, you know, it, it, they weren't even in the same bracket. It's bizarre. I don't get it. You know, no Shimmick. That's concerning as well. You know, another uh, knee procedure. We know what the Sharks' record is without him. Terrible. There's there's not a lot of positive things. To yeah, talk about. yeah, it doesn't. I it's, like I it's like I said, it, it seems like this last week was quite revealing of the Sharks and in, in that they were good enough to take advantage of a of a weak spot in the schedule and rack up some points against some teams that we weren't really sure were very good, like the Edmonton Oilers, which have now dropped to the second position in the Pacific, and some of these other teams that the Sharks were able to beat. But then when you're talking about Eastern teams where, you know, these teams look legit in difficult divisions, the Atlantic division is a difficult division. Um, you know, Florida is in second place still in that division, which we thought and I, I still think is the most difficult division in hockey. Um, and they just got worked. I mean, in the, the Capitals, it... it I mean, the, the the Tampa Bay game got out of hand in the third period, but it, the Sharks were never in the Capitals game. I I, I never felt like it was it was going to happen. I never felt like 
Um, this is a team that they were comparable with. And, and this is a team that the Sharks have traditionally done pretty well against, especially at home. Um, I mean, they, they, they scored their first goal, but after after Washington tied it, it was kind of like over. It was 3-1 at the end of, at the end of one. And then it was just kind of like, okay, well, now the, the Caps are just going to kind of bank it and and wait for the next game. And that's pretty much what happened. So it's uh, – I don't know. I You know, it's it's I'm going to have to do a deeper dive, I think, in the coming days on, on some of these more advanced statistics. But, again, it's hard not to point the finger at goaltending, dude. It's like Jones got pulled again, um, you know, today. For Dell, it it seems pretty clear that Pete DeBoer is not happy with that performance of Martin Jones. And like you said, statistically, this team is one of the worst in the NHL at defense, the second worst in goals allowed. Um, you know, this is this is not a good situation with Jones being signed long term. Um, Dell not even in, in that position, Dell not really being able to challenge for the starting spot. Uh, this this team seems to have some some deep structural issues <laughs> right now, and Eric Carlson's playing well. That's the thing. Eric Carlson's playing pretty well right now, and this team is still uh, getting worked. Um, so it's it's hard to come up with a with a solution to this. I I, I find it difficult to believe that uh, Radim Shimmick is the keystone to this team being good. I just I I, I can't say that with a straight <laughs> face. Like I like Shimmick as much as anyone, but yeah. But I mean, come on. I mean, you know, Shimmick has got what two points or something. I mean, it's not it's not like he's just like killing it here on the score sheet. He's got sorry, he's got four points. Um. You know, his advanced stats are not great. His he's under fifty percent in Corsi. You know, sort of the 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 player that might start taking some more heat is Brent Burns. Brent Burns is even worse. Um, he's at forty under forty seven percent scoring chances. His plus minus reflects it. Um, you know, Brent Burns is just giving up uh, a lot of scoring opportunities against, and he's not able to contribute enough on the offensive side of the puck to make up for it. And it seems like that's Contribute that is... enough, dude. I mean, Brent Burns, he he has one point in his last nine games. One point. Yeah. What? Like, I mean, this is incredibly bizarre. He has been... Uh, not himself at all. Yeah. Super strange. Because we know he's not out there because he's a good defender, right? Right, right. He's a good defenseman, but he's out there because he's one of the most prolific offensive defense defensemen in the modern era. Right, and that's not that's not what's happening right now. Yeah, he's a minus eighteen. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And if it's, and if you look at the players on the Sharks roster that have a, a worse Corsi percentage that Brent Burns. It's basically fourth liners and rookies. Gambrell, Gregor, Melker Carlson, Trevor Carrick, who played three games, Leon Bergman, and Middleton. Those are the players on the Sharks that are worse. Everybody else on the Sharks have a, has a better uh, Corsi percentage than, than Brent Burns. It's, uh, it's, it's, not, it's not good. Okay, so we're, here we are, back where we were almost a month ago, mm -hmm. where we were talking about 
what do you do? And then the Sharks went on a nice run. But I feel like we're getting close to a point where you know, you're almost you're getting closer to the halfway point of the year where you know, it, it, it right now it it's not too late yet, right? For them to make a run, it's not too late. No, like it's not. Fortunately, their division is not that good, no, right? No, it's I mean, not like good. They're three points out of the third seed in the Pacific because Vegas hasn't been good either. And they're two points out of a playoff spot. So this isn't over. <laughs> you know? No, no, it's not It's not it's over not by any over. means. Not over. But, but, but the thing is that are they just going to assume that this is all going to work out? Or what, what buttons do you push? You know, I, I, I find it hard to believe that they're just going to be okay with the notion of making the playoffs and then playing St. Louis and getting destroyed in the first round, right? Like right, I, that's right. not not going to be the, the formula for success. Yeah, I, I don't know if they have an answer. Uh, that's the thing. I mean... You, you really got to uh, squint pretty hard to try and come up with an idea of getting Taylor Hall or something, you know, even though, you know, LeBron talks about Doug Wilson always being a big game hunter and things no. like that. I have no idea how you could get Taylor Hall without giving up Timo Meyer or Tomas Hurdle, um, plus whatever draft picks the, the Sharks seem to have for this millennia. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, there's, there, that's not, and, they shouldn't do that. Like they, yeah. they shouldn't do that. Like they, they've gone, they've gone star hunting, and it doesn't seem to be the right mix right now. Doesn't mm-hmm. mean it won't be, but you know, to me, there's there's a couple options, dude. Like the first one is clear. They have to do something about the goaltending situation. They have to find another goalie who can push Martin Jones into playing better. Like, cause they're stuck with Martin Jones, dude. There's nothing you can do about that. Right. Like yeah. he, that is for the year that's done. Right. And I guess you could buy him out sure. at the end of the year, but for right now you're stuck with him. So, you know that he played his best hockey when you pushed him with James Reimer. So what can you do? Like, how can you bring in someone to do that? Cause it's, I mean, it's not Dell who was, you know, honestly, he was, he was, he was pretty good in that Carolina game, Dell. Yeah, not bad. And, you know, coming in in scrub duty against Tampa and Washington, like kind of unfair. So I don't know. Maybe you just say we're going to play Dell. Yeah. Maybe you just say well, we're going to play Dell. Because actually, I mean, dude, let's take a look at Dell's last couple starts, shall we? We know against Carolina when he started against Carolina, the Winnipeg he, game, dude. He was pretty good, right? But then he was in net for the Winnipeg loss, five to one. But then he was in net for the win in Vegas. Yeah. 
Are we trying to talk ourselves to Darren Dell being the solution? This is where we are, dude. <laughs> this appears to be where we are. Yeah, you're right. I mean, so his last three starts, good against Vegas, bad against Winnipeg, good against Carolina. Mm-hmm. You know? Let's go even further back here. Then Vancouver. So, Vancouver. Uh, the Vancouver one, terrible. Yeah. And the um Ottawa one. Did he come in? Did he start that game? Uh let's find out. That was so long ago, I think I blocked he it. Played out. forty minutes. Yeah. Okay. And then the Montreal game. Good. So three, three good, two terrible, right? That seems to be the Sharks goalies in a nutshell. Three okay, two terrible. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it. it's... <laughs> He's had one, two, three, four good starts, and one, two, three four five bad starts yeah right Mm -hmm. so should we should we compare that against martin jones do we have to yep (laughs) so we're giving uh dell a four and five in terms of four four good starts five bad starts right okay tampa bay jones bad start washington bad right arizona good LA good, LA good. Okay, that's four and two. Edmonton bad. Detroit win bad, four four. Yep. Anaheim win. Ugh. Okay, yeah. Nine oh six. Yeah. We'll give it to him. Five, five and four. Edmonton win bad, five and five. Nashville six and five, six and six. The win against Minnesota will give them a, a bad score for that. The bad score for the Chicago win, nine oh five save percentage. Can't give it to them there. Six and seven. The Winnipeg loss, six and eight, six and nine, six and ten, <laughs> six and eleven, six and twelve, six and thirteen. Seven and thirteen, eight and thirteen. <laughs> it's not good. Eight, eight, eight and sixteen. Yep. So Jones is significantly. I mean, I mean, I'm sorry. Like that's he's worse. I, I, you know what? I'm not. Uh, this these aren't scientific. This is me just looking at numbers, <laughs> yeah, right? Right. Yeah. But I'm just saying that those the ones that are sixteens, those are when his save percentage is under. 905 right yeah 16 times i don't know how you i don't know how you could i i mean dell has been not good also but sometimes he's come in in these like in these uh when when jones has gotten pulled and continued to get like destroyed like in the tampa game so maybe it's not fully fair like jones sucks like Right now, he sucks. So why should he get to play? Yeah, Hockey Reference has a stat called uh, Quality Starts, which I don't think is unique to Hockey Reference. But um, Jones has started 
22 games, he has seven quality starts out of 22 games. His okay, so quality, that's... His quality start percentage is less than 32%. League okay, average about... is over 50%. Okay, what is Dell's? 375. <laughs> it's better. Higher. It's better. Well, then you've got to play Dell. Then. Yeah. <laughs> Both of these you, guys are you, so far you, under you, the Mendoza line. Well, I know. Well, I, well listen... It, they're both bad. Dell's been better, and he hasn't had the the chance to get in any sort of rhythm. You gotta let him try. It's already bad. It's bad enough. And you know what? I I I was starting this rant by advocating for getting rid of Dell. <laughs> now you know what I'm advocating for playing him. I know this is. That's how messed up this. This is, is where we are. Yeah. This is where we are. This is ridiculous. And. But they can't just keep throwing Martin Jones out there. I just don't know how you can do it. He's been so bad. Or you've got to find a second goalie who's going to be legitimately capable of pushing him to be better. Right. I'll settle for a goalie that's just not embarrassing. The second thing, dude, and we've seen this with our European soccer club, the Tottenham Hotspur, is sometimes the coach takes the fall. Yeah. And... I know Pete DeBoer supposedly was given a new contract. I can't see if they continue to play like this that he's going to make it through this year. I just, it, you know, and there's a track record with him as well of not making it past four years or five years with the team. Right. So, you know, it is kind of convenient that Bob Bugner's back on this staff. You could turn the team over to him for the rest of the year. I just I don't think that's out of bounds at this point. Cuz cuz you can't trade these players cuz they're immovable especially when they're bad. Yeah, I think if you start losing to the Rangers and Vancouver and the Kings and Detroit in December. I'm looking at the schedule coming up here. I think that's when you really start putting DeBoer in the hot seat. But when you lose to Tampa Bay and Washington, Carolina and Florida, all of which are probably playoff teams. Dude, I mean, can I'm you down. really blame the coach? I mean, this is... Yes, yes, you can, because I'm down with losing, but not seven to one, not five to one. That's embarrassing. Like that, that, that he has to wear some of this because you look at this team on paper. This this is not a bad hockey team on paper. So what's the problem? Like, I'm less convinced. I'm I don't. Convinced. I, I don't know. You're not. I don't. I think they're going to be more likely to get rid of DeBoer than to start peeling off this core that I think Doug Wilson believes can win a Stanley Cup. And we saw last year, they were damn close. I agree with you that DeBoer will take the fall before the players do, but that doesn't necessarily mean it's the right call. It's just the easier call. The thing that, is, I don't you're, know. You're, I don't know if okay, you... Yeah, okay, you're right. It is definitely the easier call because you can't... You'll never get good value for any of these guys that you're trading because you're in the position that Doug Wilson usually takes advantage of people in. That's right. Dude, I love it when we have a show like this because <laughs> it do. means that they're going to go on a winning streak. That's probably true. That's what happened so last I time. I will gladly be wrong. I will gladly be overreactionary. But the underlying stats, this, those two stats 
are so troublesome. Plus, the quality start stat is horrifying. It's so How bad. Can you, dude, can you see what it was last year? Yes, I can. Hold on. Let me look Is here. it worse than last year? Because um, last year was bad, too. It's better. It's worse than it was last year. Martin Jones was <laughs> four thirty-five last year, which is not good. Still not good. Four thirty-five is bad. Who 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 was four thirty-five? Jones. Jones. Oh, what was Dell last year? Three hundred. Oh, he's better than he was last <laughs> Jones year. Jones is better. Like, dude, let's pick a team at random. I'm not gonna. We're not gonna look ahead. Pick a team that has bad goaltending. Calgary. What's a bad team? Yes. Yes. Okay. okay. I want to know what Mike Smith was okay. last year. Okay. So Mike, we're gonna look at this year. David Riddich, five eighty three. He's league average. Better than league average. Cam Talbot. Under three hundred. Talbot oh. is terrible. Okay. Let's look at last year. So 2018, 2019. That's what everybody was. Riddich, 619. Mike Smith, yeah, 500. Okay, but what was Mike Smith? 500. Oh, Half the games, he had a quality start. So, I mean, this is one stat that you can cherry pick. It's a it's a rule of thumb. It's not the be-all, end-all. It's a, it's a quick back-of-the-envelope calculation. It's correct, dude. It's, we I mean, see it with our own eyes. Well, I mean, we know. if it's, it's if it's 500 versus 475, then you say, who cares? That's the same thing. But if you're talking about 600 versus 300, that's a big difference, right? Okay, well, who do you consider to be the best goalie in the league? Um, let's see. Rask? Probably. One of them? Probably Boston, yeah. Okay, I mean, so Tuka Rask, what, what is his this year? Uh, 667. <laughs> Double. Yeah. Double. And so is Halak. Halak is also 667. Okay, what is Robin Leonard in Chicago? All right, let's let's go there. We're just we're just moving around the league. Looking at Robin Leonard. Robin Leonard 643. Oh my god. Corey Crawford 467 this year. Yeah. So either one I of those guys. It, yeah. Um far better at the moment. So yeah, I mean that it, it certainly appears to be this is what this is the the goaltend uh, the Sharks' major issue is that they have a, and whether exactly how to partition that between goaltending and defense is going to be difficult, as you said, as we talked about early in the show. Brent Burns not doing so well in the possession department. I don't know where exactly that split lies, but certainly they aren't helping each other. Let's put it that way. This is a. This is a bad yeah. situation. It seems to be snowballing out of control. And when you couple that with a power play that can't seem to get on the board, uh, it's just you get you get some ugly, ugly losses like we've seen this week. Yeah, dude. I mean, that is why I. I mean, I you you could be right that this the Sharks will be just good enough to squeak in because maybe they're going to beat some of these bad teams, you know, I mean, I guess we can go back to my Sagarin ratings here and see the Sharks are 15 and 16. So then you can, you know, tell by that, that they are 11 and six against the bottom 16 teams. So against their fellow company, they are, uh, you know, winning almost 70% of those games, you know, yeah, uh, against the, the bad teams when they have to play up a stepping class they're they're not good 
Dude, out of curiosity, I'm going to look up the Sagarin ratings for last year and see that the Sharks were the eighth-rated team in hockey and against the top 16 teams, they were 25 and 26. So about 500, which is pretty typical when you look at of the good teams. Um, you know, uh, who name another good team from last year, dude? Boston. Uh, Boston, well, they were the class of the league, sure. 38 and 27 against the best teams. Tampa 28 and 17, St. Louis 39 and 27. But then another team I think that, you know, had a good season last year, the Washington Capitals, they were 22 and 27 against the top 16. So, you know, you can see that, um, you know, even a good team like that being about 500 against the top half is pretty good, right? Yeah. Let's see. What, what was the Sharks Stanley Cup here, dude? Uh, 2016. Oh, come on. Come on, stats. Are we really going to go back that far and try and make ourselves feel better, dude? Is that what we're doing? Yep. All right. Let's Kay. do it. I'm just curious. That was, you know, a pretty great year for the Sharks. And, you know, going into the playoffs, they were the they were the 12th rated team. They were 21 and 15 against the top 16. You know, so... um. Good, not great. Yeah. So, uh, but certainly better than where they are now. <laughs> and, you know, the Stanley Cup winners, Pittsburgh was the second rated Sagarin team in 39 and 29 versus top 16, 27 and 17 against the top 10. So, uh, good times. Yeah. Well, dude, I mean, <laughs> Going to Nashville always is brutal. And uh, although Nashville's amazing. second to last, they have they have fewer points than the Sharks right now, dude. Yeah, I know they're struggling, but um, if you're in Nashville right now, you got to be pretty pumped to see the Sharks coming to town. <laughs> like I mean, like they they I would because again Nashville, they are second to last in the Central. They have 31 points, one point behind the Sharks. They are a plus three yeah. in goal differential, which I think tells you a lot about they are not having as bad a year as the Sharks. Yeah, yeah. They're not playing well, but they're not as bad as the Sharks right now. Right. Um, they're not good at home this year. They're eight and nine. So um, winnable game for the Sharks, uh, possibly, you know, uh Devils just want Devils. They just beat the Devils there. If you're looking for a game comp, uh, you know Nashville lost in Nashville to Tampa last week, three to two. So yeah, there you have it. And then they beat Carolina in Carolina, three nothing. And they lost in Florida, three nothing. So we're looking at those common opponents in the last uh, week. Uh, the the Preds went one and two, but they didn't get housed in mm -hmm. any of them. Yeah. So there you have it. Um, and then we got Vancouver, right? So Vancouver. Yeah. yeah. And then, and then got, the Rangers and Vancouver. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, Rangers and Vancouver are, are coming up when the Sharks get home and Vancouver also, is Vancouver's playing well. I mean, like they, 
they're playing playing above their class. They're 500 plus 12, uh, 500 on the road, uh, you know, playing well. And I tell you, dude, the Rangers are are playing well right now too. Yep. And both those teams are uh, are better than the Sharks statistically. So I don't think you can look at the Rangers and the Canucks and go automatic wins, right? Oh, certainly like, not. Certainly not. Like uh, they're both rated higher than the Sharks in in the Sagarin ratings too. Vancouver sixteen, Rangers are nineteen, Sharks are twenty six. So, um, but we know the Sharks do well against the bottom sixteen. So hopefully. Uh, That'll be where both these teams are when we play them next. Yeah. And they can take advantage of them, right? I mean, uh, Nashville's number 21. So, uh, in theory, on paper, possible. Uh, maybe they can figure this all out. Let's talk about the Evander Kane moment today, dude. You know, um, Kane getting hit in the Florida game. And then I want to talk about Joe Thornton punching Peter Morazic too. All right. Um, Kane taking the elbow or shoulder to the face today no penalty and then him coming back out and in order to get his vengeance he essentially took himself out of the game in a moronic move agreed yeah yeah i mean how else do you describe it dude i don't know it was stupid i mean he should know better he he's got to know that he's got a target on his back for what he did earlier in the year to the referee or yep. to the linesman. Yep. And that, you know what? He's not going to get any favors around here. Okay. He, he doesn't have a great track record uh, at, in the media anyways, for some of the things that he's doing. I don't know. Like, I mean, like uh, I like Evander Kane, the player. I wonder if Evander Kane, the person is, part of the problem here I mean I, hard to know but I don't know dude I'm just you know, I, I, that's another topic but it's just another really thing that's that, going wrong he screwed, he screwed that up today like he took himself out of the game for 17 minutes it was really dumb they needed him he's one of their best players and in order to just make a point he took a major and a misconduct dumb just insult to injury, dude. That's where the Sharks are right now. Well, speaking of insult to injury, dude, uh, Joe Thornton uh, freaking glass joe to Peter Morazic. <laughs> and then did you see what the Hurricane players did at practice or the morning skate the next day? That was the best. They like put like the chalk outline on the ice for Morazic. With his number, with Morazic's number. That was so good. I mean, so he, he dove. I mean, he dove like Greg Luganis. Oh, yeah, I mean, no, it was great. I mean, it was it was great all around, but the the Hurricanes' uh, response to it all that's great. was classic, dude. That that's was classic. really funny. You got to give the yeah, Hurricanes a lot of props for that. That is yeah, really funny. Yeah, absolutely. And, and Joe not getting any supplemental discipline is the correct call. Four minutes, probably the correct call. Um, you know, it... The Sharks came back and lost the shootout, but they got a point. It all it all worked out in the finish. 
Well, dude, I look forward to talking to you next week after the Sharks get six points here, which I'm pretty sure they will. <laughs> yeah, right. Because whenever we go on any sort of rant, um, they turn you know, it around. They, they seem to respond. Yeah. All right, dude. Well, I fully expect a big week, a big week from the Sharks after that real stinker of a, <laughs> of a week yeah. last week. Yeah, we did. We we did get a, a Facebook message, and, and I'm sorry we didn't get a chance to really talk about Barkley Goudreau in detail. But you know, maybe we'll try to get to that next week about uh, you know Barkley Goudreau being uh, you know definitely uh, stepping up his game and getting gaining the trust and, and getting a larger role. We'll 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 circle back to that next week, dude. Absolutely. All right, dude. All right. Easier games this week. Go Sharks. Go Sharks.